just give that unto the Lord tonight. I promise you there's going to be some great benefits in living right. Living what the Word of God instructed us and the examples that the Lord's left us and the apostles. As we uh, take this Word and plant it into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. I'm telling you, there's going to be some great benefits in accomplishing and achieving that, amen, on this Wednesday night. Braden, thank you for playing the drums. God bless you, man. Uh, thank God if, you know, I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you're talking about. Uh, mm. So thank God he, he's got some, some young men of this church that's willing to step up to the plate and times. And uh, I promise he didn't want to. I promise you, he, he didn't want to. But he did. And I thank God for it. And God's going to bless him. And amen. And we appreciate it so much. Appreciate all of you. It's here. We won't keep you standing. But Joshua 1. Joshua 1. If you'll go to Joshua 1. Amen. I'll read one verse in here and let you be seated. Uh, we do appreciate you coming on these Wednesday nights. Good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord to come and worship him and to hear his word and uh, feel his presence in our lives. Uh, I know we're bombarded. I know we're living, as the song just said, hey, folks, we're living in a very cold, wicked world. It's eating itself up with itself. But you know what? You've come. You've come here to worship God. You've come here to call on his name, to feel after his heartbeat and will. And by the help of the Lord, uh, I, I promise you I won't be lengthy tonight. I probably got maybe about 30 minutes in me. And so I'm going to do my best to do what I can about these 30 minutes. Okay? Joshua 1. And let me read one verse in your hearing tonight. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. He's talking to Joshua here. As I was with Moses, so I would be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. I'm going to use that just as a little a platform. Amen. A little kickoff here tonight. Uh, it's not just going to be focused on that he won't forsake us. But also uh, that we have a combination of his weapons. Amen. God's weapons. Amen. And how God fights. And God is a, 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 a God of battle. He's a God. Amen. That's, that's, that's willing to fight for us. And intercede for us. And take on our battles. And, and so let's just see what God's going to have. He's going to speak to us in this place tonight. Lord we love you. Appreciate you. We're so thankful for this opportunity to be back in the house of God. Back into your presence. And calling on your name calling on your anointing to touch us and the freshness of the Lord to, to breathe down upon us. I ask you, Lord, to help us with your word and the word could speak unto the hearts and souls that's gathered here tonight and others that may be listening tonight or whenever that the word of God, the power of God could be put into the hearts and the souls and the minds of your people because we love you tonight. We appreciate you. We're going to give you the glory. We're going to give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> I may actually kind of just shoot around a little bit here tonight and some different uh, just little thoughts and nuggets that uh, uh, kind of just moved on me and uh, especially this week uh, just talking to the Lord always trying to find the heart of God and the mind of God even on Wednesday nights uh, because I do realize um, amen when you physically talking of it about coming and uh, with all the distractions and heaviness and like things of that nature, it has its effect on us. But anyway, as you look at this and Joshua, Joshua uh, facing a very trying time in a sense, a very challenging time in his life. Uh, because now he was a minister unto Moses. He's going to follow the footsteps of Moses. And we know how awesome uh, the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth. Moses was probably one, if not the greatest leader, uh, pastor, a man, uh, pastor, maybe the largest church had ever existed. As he pastored and led, a man, the Israelites, they felt like with several million of them, a man, to come out of Egypt. He was the man that God uh, would intervene and spoke to him out of a burning bush. And uh, how he was a man, a man that had the rod in his hand that would hold it up and the Red Sea opened up. He was the man, a man that went to Pharaoh and cast it down and the serpent. And so one thing after another, how God used Moses. He was the one that one time he smoked the rock. A man, the second time he was supposed to speak to him, but he smoked it the second time. And that's what got him in trouble. A man with God and actually cost him a man from being able to enter into the promised land. But, but you still can't get away from the facts of this awesome man and leadership and the footsteps of that, that Joshua was going to be following behind. And, uh, and, and, and not only that, but, but thank God, God had spoke to Moses and actually had Moses in the previous book, amen, to bring uh, 
Joshua out before the people lay hands on him. Like a transfer of anointing, a transfer of authority and leadership that was given to Joshua. But you still can't, you know, just, you know, push everything aside and say, well, man, Joshua, you're fixing to face a challenge. How many of you believe that we're facing some challenge today? Living for God and keeping a balanced life and, and trying to deal with all the ups and downs and decisions and, and directions and the bombarding of time. Uh, you know, to have, you just got plenty of time, just do what you want to, pray all you want to pray, read your Bible all you want to read your Bible and things of that nature. You know, you just go to church whenever you want to and if you want to, you can go six, seven days a week and it is not like that, is it? No, we got a lot of other things and responsibilities and a lot of things pulling at us and challenges and things of that nature and then, then when you start tapping into the spiritual world and, and the bombarding, amen, of the spirit of iniquity and the time and the hour, amen, as we all believe tonight, amen, if we know anything about the Bible, living for God, that we believe that we're in the end time and there's some challenges in this end time. We've been warned by the Lord himself, we've been warned by the Apostle Paul, amen, about how wicked and vile and how men's going to wax worse and worse and being deceived and, and things of that nature and so here we are in the midst of this with revelation, in the midst of all this with the revelation of his name, of Jesus name and the, the umption of the Holy Ghost and the guidance of the Holy Ghost and, and so we're try, doing our best to be a witness, we're doing our best to be a testimony, we're doing our best in our own community, in our own homes and I thought as she sung that song amen, whenever she sung that part talking about taking prayer out of school but you know what, we got to get back and I'm going to talk about this some when you talk about the weapons, amen, because we got to have the weapons but not our weapons but God's weapons and God's weapons so far different from ours but I'm telling you amen, if we'll humble ourselves and give ourselves and start taking on the weapons of God and become affected with them I'm telling you we'll see a difference in our own personal lives, we'll see a difference our community. I believe we can see revival. Amen. I know we're living in a world today. Amen. They want a lot of make-believe revival. A lot of lot of lights and things of this nature. But I believe God wants to give the United States a good old-fashioned revival. Amen. That transforms hearts and it causes you creation. And so you know what? One of the first things that you and I can do, amen, is put prayer back in our homes. They can take it out of the school, but they can't take it out of the homes. And they can't take it out of your heart. They can't take it out of your life. I'm telling you, the government and everybody else and the devil himself, they're limited when it comes especially to the children of God. You and I have got to make up in our minds. Prayer's right, and we're going to do it. We're going to bring our carnality and our flesh under subjection, and we're not just going to sing about it, talk about it, but we're going to actually do it and use it in the power of the house of the Holy Ghost to see the strongholds pulled down. So all this is going to kind of work together. Of what I felt, amen, impressed of the Lord to, to bring to us tonight, talk to us a little bit about tonight, amen, and the world, the time that we're living. Uh, and so when you really begin to look at Joshua, and he's fixing to take on and lead the Israelite people, <laughs> and uh, he's going to be facing the Jordan River. He's going to be facing, taking them straight into the promised land. Now, you've got to realize and understand, they done buried from 20 and up in the wilderness. If you, you calculate that and start looking at the numbers, they probably had two or three funerals a day, if not more. Okay? And there's only two of the whole congregation, a man that's over 20 years of age, that's a part of this congregation now. I'm part of this body of believers. And, and, and God took Moses. And, and when he took him. There was, there was no evidence that Moses had died. They didn't have a casket. They didn't have a body. They didn't have nothing to let them know. For Joshua to persuade the people. Now look Moses is dead. He's gone. But listen to what the Lord spoke to Joshua, in the beginning of this chapter here, beginning of this book. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, God, he, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua and to the son of Nun, Moses, minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. That's a done deal. He's dead. He's gone. He's over with. <laughs> I want you to understand that, Joshua. Now Moses is gone. He's not, he's, not coming, he's not going to come back two or three days. 
I know you don't have a body. I don't know you. I know you don't have that proof. But you're just going to have to take me at my word that Moses is dead. You know what? That's a bigger deal than what a lot of people realize. Just simply taking God at his word. Regardless if we like it or not or agree with it or not, God's word is God's word. And when we simply say, you know what? God said that Moses is dead, so Moses is dead. I'm not going to go look for him. Amen. I'm not going to go check it. I'm not going to wake up in the morning thinking Moses is going to show up. I'm not going to get six months down the road and think that Moses is going to show up because he's not going to show up because God said he's dead. Done deal. You know, there's some things in our own personal lives that uh, if you repented over it, if you put it under your feet, you put it in your past, don't let the devil hatch it back out. Don't let flesh, don't let your own mind, especially when you get to trial, start pulling, start reaching back and pulling all that stuff. No, that's dead. It's gone, it's under the blood. It's a done deal. There may be another giant. There may be another enemy. But I, I'm done with that one. I'm sealing that up. I'm not going to debate about it. I'm not going to fuss about it. If anybody tries to bring that conversation up, I'm going to tell them, talk to the hand because the ear is not listening. Talk to somebody else. If you want to gossip, you go down the road. But that's in my past, and that's a done deal. And it's not going to affect me from this moment on, or from this night on. I'm telling you, it's under the bud. Me and God's got it worked out. And God said he forgot about it. And you know what? I'm going to do my best to forget about it. The best way to forget about it is not to talk about it. And not to think about it. And not let anybody else put it in your mind, put it in your heart, or put it in your spirit. It's a done deal. It's over with. And so here, amen, Joshua had to come to the grips and the revelation. That Moses is gone, the meekest man on the face of the earth, the one they depended on, amen, to go, go up in the mountain and spend 40 days and go up in that dark place when nobody else wanted to. Everybody else said, Moses, you go talk to God and then come talk to us. We, we don't want none of this. So now here's Joshua. As he begins to face this reality and have to deal with with the circumstances and situations that's going to go on and what's going to take place. And, but he begins to give Joshua some promises. He says, Every place that the sole of thy foot tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. The same promises I gave to Moses, I'm going to give to you. Man. Well, I'm glad I'm serving Jesus Christ tonight because the Bible's taught us he's made us sons. And through Christ Jesus, I, I became, became a part of an inheritance that Jesus Christ was the one that bought it for us. He purchased it, and it's a done deal. And I've got to get my mind made up and my heart made up. I won't never forget something Brother Oldham, Bishop Oldham told me here just a, several months ago. We were just doing a little talking, and then he, he said, you know what? He says, some preachers never get their mind made up. I've been called to preach the gospel. I've been called to preach the good tidings. And it doesn't matter what money looks like. And it doesn't matter what's coming and going. It don't matter about the size of the congregation. It doesn't matter, amen, what's happening. I've been called to preach the gospel, and so I'm going to leave this world preaching the gospel. Amen, because that's what God called me to do. I may not be as good as somebody else. I may not speak as well as somebody else, but you know what? He see fit to call me, so you know what? I'm going to make that call in the election, sure. I'm going to yield myself to it. I'm going to give myself. I said, he said, you like just like it. He said, you never get it between their ears. They've been called to be a preacher. They weren't called to be nothing else. They was called to be a preacher and when you give yourself amen God I'm your man and you know what we, you and I as saints of God we got to make up in our mind I'm a saint of God above everything else I've been called out I've been separated I'm bearing the most precious name there is. I've been introduced and have come a part of the greatest spirit, the greatest kingdom and the greatest thing that ever happened on a man on the face of the earth the baptism of the Holy Ghost so you know what? I'm going to be a saint of God. I'm going to be a saint of God in everything that I possibly can. Every transaction and every deal. God, if you'll help me, I want to be a saint of God. I want to handle it just like you want me to handle it. I want to respond to it just like you want me to. Amen. So if we, we'll just get that made up in our minds. Made up in our hearts. Regardless of the journey. Regardless of the road that we're walking down. 
as a saint of God. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. As a saint of God. Hallelujah, you become an example to everybody else. I'm telling you, we, some of us is, some of us got to walk down some of the same roads that the world is walking down. But God's sending you down it to be a witness and a testimony to them. To show how to walk it. How to talk it. How to live it. That there's a power inside of you that's not man-made. But it's God-given. And the devil can't do anything about it. The world, the spirit of the world can't do anything about it. The government can't stop it. I tell you, the government's stopping. I'm going to tell you something. Even the government's limited when you're trying to child of God. They done their best to put them in dungeons. They done their best amen, to lock them up. They done their best to shut them up. But they couldn't do it. That hadn't changed, ladies and gentlemen. I said that hadn't changed. Because God's got a weaponry, amen. If we'll strap it on and obey it, it'll always deliver. So, as we watch this. He gave Joshua a promise. He said, I will not forsake thee. I won't forsake you. He said, I'll be with you. I'll walk with you. I'll lead you, guide you. He told him, he gave him, he gave him these instructions. I want to give that to us tonight. Watch this, the sixth verse. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Anybody feel strong in this house tonight? Anybody feel courage in this house tonight? Hallelujah. Anybody feel like, you know what? Hallelujah. We may not can get this and we may not can get that. But you know what? God's going to make a way. <laughs> the money may run out. The government may fall. United States as a nation may crumble. But not us. Not us. No. No. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to be strong. Not in myself. But I'm going to be strong in his might. I'm going to be strong in his promises. I'm going to be strong, amen, in, in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be strong in the assurance that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm telling you, God's so awesome and so powerful. Jesus Christ, the man, would have never died if God, the Spirit, had never left the body. Because God don't need oxygen. And God don't need blood. And he don't need anything else to survive. So he can sustain us, amen, and hold us up. as a, as a, Watch this. The valley. The prophet spoke the word too. All it was was bones. But the power of the word. Watch this. They didn't have ears to hear it. There's no bleached, scattered bones. Situation had been dead for so long. Situation that laid in the valley now for, for decade after decade. But there's something about the power of the word. There's something also that's powerful about God's purpose. And when God sets out to do something, hallelujah, God's going to see it done. And whatever God, his purpose, even on this Wednesday night, you watch this. It doesn't matter who comes or goes. What God sets out to, to, to fulfill as a purpose in this house tonight. If all you got to do, amen, it's kind of like that God just pat that foot. Amen. Just do what you can do. It don't have to be a whole lot sometimes. But if, if that's what if that's all you got to give, hallelujah, that's enough. Hallelujah. Now, if you got more than you hadn't given, then God may hold back on you. Hallelujah. But you know what? If you give what you know that you can give, God takes care of the rest of it. Hallelujah. When you humble and yield and submit yourself. And that's what he's talking about. You watch Joshua here. Amen. He said, be strong and good courage for unto this people shall thy divide and inherit the land which I swore unto our fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded. And watch this. There's, there's some requirements here. Amen. There is a commandment that's been given you. Moses has given you some writings, instructions. Hallelujah. I'd love to be a quote all of Deuteronomy and all that stuff. Hallelujah. How he wrote to them and warn them and, and can counsel with them and work with them and trying to help them, amen, before they ever went to the promised land. And Moses wrote Deuteronomy after receiving the death sentence. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're right, God. But I'm not going I'm 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 to go to my tent and get my, old, my pacifier out and get my old thumb out and, and sit over here, amen, and suck my thumb and get mad because I struck the rock and I, opened it. No, I didn't obey you right. Thank God God's merciful enough, amen, but you know what? God took care of Moses anyway. You hear me? He didn't get to go into the promised land, but, but you know what? I have a feeling you're going to see him one day. Hallelujah. In fact, you may see him as one of them, hallelujah, witnesses that you read about in Revelation. So what I'm trying to tell us tonight, if it's ever been a generation that needs to have courage and needs to have their minds made up and that's not all. We need to put on the whole armor of God but God's armor and God's weapon so, so watch what, what happens here 
as he spoke to him, and it, it goes on through, and you can watch him. You can go down, it says, Have not I commanded thee to be strong and good courage, and be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thy goest. I'm with you. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> back in your fighting days, I'm talking about your real fighting days. I'm talking about your high school days. How about that? <laughs> you ever go get crossed up with somebody and uh, maybe got crossed up with somebody? And, amen. Maybe they was bigger than you was or maybe there's more of them. But then you had a friend or two said, don't worry, I'm with you. I got your back. I'm with you. <laughs> I hope you weren't one of them friends like you was having. It's hard to fight looking back, making sure they didn't leave it. <laughs> When them look back, when you look back, it can cost you. Amen. <laughs> hey, no, I would have some friends. I ain't got to look back. I will look far straight ahead of my enemy. I'm not going to plow that dude. I want to plow him. Amen. You can't hit him looking back. <laughs> no. You can't, be, you can't be trying to hold on to this and hit them. You'd be shocked how many people that, even our own people probably at one time, somewhere through the history of America, amen, that people, amen, that men that wanted to run and retreat on them, they shot them. Amen. Amen. If you was afraid, he said, don't even line up. Don't even suit up. Woo! Praise God. I'm glad we can suit up. Amen. And the Holy Ghost. And we can put on these seven weapons that I want to mention about tonight. That even the chaos and the spiritual chaos that this world's in and our own nation's in. But in the midst of all of this, God can perfect a church. And God can manifest a church. And God can display a church. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, put the devil right back where he belongs. And that's under our feet. So as you watch this, it really began to unfold. Numbers 13 and 6 puts it this way. These are the names of the men which is Moses. And watch this. He, Hoshea, it was actually Joshua's name. Moses changed his name. Joshua means Savior. Joshua is the same term as Jesus. Praise God. So if you'll look back at that at Numbers 13, 16, you'll see where Moses changed his name to that. And so we see here what, what he began to do. Then Moses in 7 and 22 said, More of the Lord thy God will send the hornets among them. Now watch this. This is where I'm going I'm to do a little different. Now, he promised Joshua that he would be with him. He promised him that he wouldn't forsake him and he wouldn't leave him. Now, I'm not going to try to be long tonight, okay? But, 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 but listen to just a little bit what I got to say tonight. Hallelujah. Because we're living in a world, we're living in a time where there's all different kinds of, of weapons and, and, and artillery things and, and even our, our technology and our, our, our militaries. And I'm not preaching against none of that. Amen. I heard a little bit about, amen, that Russia, Russia's coming out with a new, new, new plane and new fighter plane. And, 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 you know, people may be concerned about all of that. And I understand that. Okay, don't, so don't take me wrong here tonight. But I want to tell you something. I believe the Lord, amen, has helped me out a little bit this week. Hallelujah. Because you know what? We're trying to take on some things and, and some battles and some struggles. But God's weapons far different than man's weapons. Hallelujah. And God chooses methods and means and ways. Hallelujah. To give us victory. Hallelujah. But you know what? God sometimes chooses weapons that man cannot take no glory. Now you watch this. When you go to, to Deuteronomy 7 and 20, amen. Now watch this. Moreover the Lord thy God, and this is Moses telling them, before they ever get into it, before they ever go to the promised lands, <laughs> moreover the Lord thy God will send the hornet among them. Until that, until they that are left and hide themselves from thee to be destroyed. You know what? God can search some folks out to hide, and you know, there'll be enemy that's really hiding in those secret places, and you can't find them. I'm gonna tell you what, them hornets can find them. Now, some believe that this is just, you know, a matter from, you know, I don't. I believe there's actual hornets, and I believe God actually sent them. Okay? What's this? Now, when you really talk about this hornet, this hornet, amen, that, that's, that's represented here, that it's a real hornet, amen, they talk about it's kind of, it, it's actually in the same color and likeness of a wasp, but, but yet it's, it's, most of them's anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half long. The stinger is the size of a horse's hair. When it pokes a hole, buddy, you know it. Get your attention. How many, how many remember just one a year or so ago about the hornets that they found in the United States that they called murdering hornets? 
It came from Asia. <laughs> now watch the scriptures. Exodus 23, 28. Again, I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites from before thee. Joshua 24, 11. And ye went over Jordan and came unto Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you. And the Amorites and the Perchites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. I delivered them into your hand. And I, verse 12, and I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you. Even the two kings of the Amorites. Watch the next. But not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. This is not how you got your victory. It wasn't with your sword and with your bow. With your weapons of creation. God's weapons. His way of fighting battles. And bringing us deliverance. I have given you the land for which ye did not labor. Now watch this. See, we don't have no problem believing that, do we? They got gardens that they didn't plant. They live in houses they didn't build. But you know what? We, we hesitate about. We, he gave us a battle without our weapons. He gave us victory. You know. I, I'm going somewhere. I'm not going to be long. Watch this. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. If it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom he will serve. Now, this is the going away of Joshua in the latter part of the 24th chapter, okay? And, and I'd love to took your place. You go to, to Deuteronomy 1 and 24, and you're going to see there it talks about chased you. And, and what's it? He, he probably said, we'll chase you as bees. And Psalms 118 to 12 says, and they compassed me about like bees. So we see this common term. It's mentioned throughout the Bible at different times in the word of God. And so we're watching some things. Deuteronomy 24 says, and the Lord your God... He is that that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Psalms 46 and 11 says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Let's back up, amen, to the first verse. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, will we not fear? Amen. We're not going to fear. He's a present help. He's not a hireling. He's not one, amen, when troubled times and hard times come our way. He's not, you can't, you can't bribe him. You can't pay him off. He's not a hireling. He's going to be here, amen, to Help us fight these fights. He's going to be here to help us, amen, to make our way through all the battles and all the heartaches and all the disappointments. When you go to Psalms 18 to 39, for thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle and hast subdued unto me those that rose up against me. And so Psalms 24 and 8 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. This God loves to fight the battles for us. He wants to take on our battles. He had changed his mind, amen, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Amen. He fought amen for Israel and he fought for them amen through weapons and means and ways hallelujah to bring them victory I can take you in the scriptures and you can go back to Numbers 22 and 28 and you can see where God used a donkey amen to stand between the man of God hallelujah and accomplish achieving what he set out to do I can take you amen back amen to Exodus 8 5 and 16 and 24 and you're going to see where God used frogs where God used flies where God used gnats amen we can take you to other places hallelujah and see where God amen even prepared a fish for a Jonah. What are you trying to say? God's got a weaponry hallelujah that he can use against the enemy. I could take you to scriptures in the Bible where God was in the battle for Israel and he rained down hail upon them hallelujah and destroyed more with hail than they did with their own swords and spears and means of that way. My confidence is not in you airplanes. My confidence is not in you guns. My confidence is not in you bullets. My confidence is going to be in the seven weapons that he's equipped the church of the living God. If we're going to see struggles, I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. I fight against spiritual palaces and wickedness and high places. But he's equipped the church, amen, with weapons to win the battle. I have a feeling too many times we're trying to do it our way. Trying to do it with our weapons. Put too much confidence in when God just wants to let trust him. Rely upon him. Watch God. 
So God's got some weapons. God's got some means and ways of bringing this about. Just like he used those hornets to drive them out. <laughs> Anybody ever got in a hornet's nest? It's not a wise thing to do, is it? Man, them hornet nets, you ever seen them? Uh, I've seen them. My mother, one time, she got one. Uh, shot it, got it out of the swamp. That thing was that big around, about that tall, biggest hornet nest I ever seen in my life. Winter time, they sprayed it, fixed it, and anyway, varnished it, hung it up in the house. <laughs> Praise God, they got all the hornets. It'd been a bad day if they hadn't. It'd been a bad day. Because you see those hornets, especially when God says, I send them. There's no place to hide when God starts using his weapons. There's, there's no place to hide, amen, and to be able to get away from them. And so now we see it's God is willing to work for us and make a way for us and, and to move on our behalf. That's the reason when you slip over into the New Testament and you get to Romans 8 and 31, what shall we say then to these things? For if God be for us, who can be against us? How powerful is it? How awesome is it really? I, I, I won't take but just a few more minutes and, and I'm going to bypass some things. But you know what? I thought I wrote them down. Maybe I, maybe I can remember. Memorization. Um, seven things. It's given to us as weapons. And I just, I just I jotted these down. Stay somewhere. Seven of them. The first one is the word of God. Word of God. I found it, Brother Nathan Buford, I mentioned about the hammer the other night. The Word of God's likened to a hammer. Brother Nathan Buford came up to me after service and told me about a man at Cage Cove when the first settling in Cage Cove in 1827. Uh, one of the most, uh, the first thing that was actually introduced into this is in the industry uh, place was a place that's going to get iron all out of those mountains and there was a place by the creek and if you've been there often I believe the creek called Forge Creek and so this was set up and so when they set this up a man the man had built a, a big old uh, hammer like thing that, uh, that pounds that metal a man in, into shape or, or in blocks of what you know was what could be shipped out of Cage Code and uh, the settlers there now this is real this, this really happened the settlers there uh, in that uh, cave cove, a man with wolves. And some of the settlers there, this was one of the things they feared the most, was the wolves. They had encounters with them and things, if you'll do a little reading on that. And so, but whenever that man set up this industry and the beating of that hammer, they said from the first day, said it would ring out all the way through that cove. He said the wolves couldn't handle it. Made them nervous or whatever. He said, the best they can tell from that first day, they never saw another wolf. Man, when he told me that, and I pondered that a little bit, I said, God, you help us just keep on with the word of God. You just help us keep on. Because the wolves will come in in sheep clothing. But you know what? There's something about the word of God. They just can't handle it. They just can't stay there. You just got to stay with it and just hammer away that word of God. It'll drive them out. That's not all. If you'll let the word of God, it'll drive out every false doctrine. It'll drive out everything that you may have been put in your mind and your heart and spirit. But it's something about the word of God. See, America's wanting to turn a deaf ear to the word of God. America's wanting to find a different way, but thank God for the word of God. And men of God that's willing to get in the pulpit. Today, I had somebody come in the hardware store and all he wanted to say really about most preachers. Amen. You know the story. Women and money. Hallelujah. But you know, again, in my my mind and my heart and spirit. Amen. As he's talking all that junk, I said, God, you help me. Amen. I'm not going to be one of them. Hallelujah. I don't know where he's going and what he's going to do, but you know what? You can help me not to fall to that mess and fall to that temptation. But God, that you gird up our minds and gird up our hearts. But that's not all. God, you help us preach this truth. You help us preach it with the love of God. You help us preach it with kindness. You help us preach it with long suffering. I don't want to be a rebel about it. I don't want to be no smart aleck about it. Hallelujah.
you know, God, you help me preach truth. You help us walk in truth. You help us be true worshipers. And so one of the first weapons, amen, he's given you and I, amen, is the word of God. Amen. The word of God. One of the second thing he's given to us is worship. Worship. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's something about We sung the song tonight, and I didn't tell none of them. Hallelujah. We sung them. This is how we win our battles. Amen. We worship. We worship on a way tonight. We don't feel like it. But I'm going to put my hands together anyway. I don't feel like it. I'm going to lift up my hands. I don't feel like it. I'm going to go to the house of God. I'm going to worship because this is how I win my battles. This is how I'm going to overcome the devil. This is how I'm going to drive out the evilness and the wickedness out of my life and out of my home and out of my family and out of my community. The only hope of this community is to have a church. <laughs> Prayer. Prayer. Second song. Taking prayer out of the schools, but they don't, they can't take it out of the church, they can't take it out of your life, and they can't take it out of your home. <laughs> Watch this this nation may not be saved, but you and I can be. Peter taught us on that day save yourself from this untoward generation. Hallelujah. How true that is tonight. You're not going to do that? Praying. Praying. Falling in love with praying. Hallelujah. Getting that prayer closet. Talking to God. Lifting up your voice. Interceding. Building a fellowship and a companionship with God. Hallelujah. Personal relationship through prayer and supplication. Hallelujah. Interceding. And there's going to be times in that when you go to Corinthians. And I'm not going to take time to go to all them scriptures. But he's talking about our weakness. But you know what? The spirit of prayer and intercession we can get a hold. And groanings and moanings. And we don't even know what we're but the spirit took over amen and praying the father's will because we don't know it hallelujah but the spirit knows it and when we get out of that power and inspiration I'm telling you there's some strongholds in your family that can be pulled down there's some powers amen that's working against our community that can be pulled down. I'm telling you some weapons tonight amen that'll make a difference for our community that you ain't gonna find I don't care what kind of sheriff what kind of deputies what kind of, I don't care if they put one on every corner put one in everybody's yard I'm not against all that. That's not what's going to make it. It's what's going to make the difference. Man, it's a church. It's a church. Commits. Commits themselves. Dedicates themselves. Another one. Fasting. Fasting. <laughs> Boy, these are things that we just, we just seem to. They're against our nature. It's not things that this, this fleshly man. He doesn't take pleasure in. He doesn't take a whole lot of glory in. But yet these are weapons. Amen. That's been given to us. Amen. Another one. Faith. Putting on the whole armor of God. Amen. Putting on the whole armor. Hallelujah. And through, through the operation of faith. Hallelujah. Believing. Trusting. Your line. I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. You listen to some people. They'll tell you. Oh, there ain't no way that happened. And even though it's in the book. They'll try to tell you. Have you listened to some scientists? They'll try to tell you. There was no fish. Amen. They could swallow Jonah. And keep him for three days. Well, I beg the difference with you. God said he, he created a great fish. Amen. He prepared one. And Jesus come along and called it a well. And so you say what you want to say. But I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to be like that little blind man. Amen. After the, like the third or fourth time. He said all I can tell you is. Amen. I once was blind. But now I see. You can call him a sinner. You call him what you want to. But I know what he done for me. Now watch this. One of the other greatest weapons that you and I have got. Is our own personal testimony. Of what God's done for us as an individual. It's touching our hearts. It's touching our lives. I'm telling you the devil can't take it. The world can't take it. The government can't take it. The spirits of iniquity can't take it. Nothing can take your testimony of what God done for you. These are weapons that God blesses us with and bless the church with. Amen. To be victorious and overcome the powers of evil and wickedness. And it hasn't changed, ladies and gentlemen. I know we're living in a world with all type of technology and all kind of different means and ways of fighting battles. But I'm telling you, the only hope the United States of America's got is when the church straps on her weapons and goes to war. Amen. For God Almighty. That's what will turn this nation around and nothing else will. Sister Boyinka. God's got ways of fighting battles. It's all through the Old Testament. Sometimes it'd be simple as 
having a man of God on the hill and a brother and a praiser that'll just help keep his hands up. And as long as his hands are held up, they're going to get the victory. And they're going to be made overcomers. We're living in a country today. Boy, I hate to be this way, but they've done everything they can to tear the preacher down. Tear him down. And I know we haven't helped it none. We haven't. We've dropped the ball in a lot of areas. But you know what? God still says, by the foolish of preaching, by the foolish of preaching, regardless of how many bad ones has come along, and maybe bad ones in your life, and done you wrong, it's still a preacher that's going to get us out of here. Hallelujah. Preaching the word of God. Having a preacher, a man that can speak into our hearts and speak into our lives. It's having a church that you can come to and bond together and join together and unite together. Amen. Whenever you're, you're down and out, but I got a church. Hallelujah. That I can come to on a Wednesday night. Hallelujah. And by the being the presence of God and being among God's people, I feel my lifter. I feel my helper. I believe I can make it the rest of the week now. I've got my mind. i got my head out of the fog. i got my head out of the sand. Hey, I think everything's going to be all right. That's what you come to the house of God for. We didn't come make me for any other reason. We come to worship and magnify and exalt. Even as we stand in this house tonight. I know it's Wednesday night. I know it's, you know, it's a lot of pressure and things of nature. But I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing like loving and worshiping this one and true and living God. Even on this Wednesday night. Why don't we just come and kind of gather around. And I tell you, here's one thing I want us to focus on tonight. Amen. I want us to come up here and just worship and pray. Let's pray God. God, you help us. As a church, I'm going to bond together my brothers and sisters. And you told us in your word where two or three agree on earth as touching one thing. And we're going to pray against COVID. How about that. We're going to pray against COVID. Hallelujah. Amen. That he won't have the power. I don't care what new strand. All that blows my mind anyway. Amen. Got a new strand. Where did it come from? The other come from China and all this other mess. I'm going to tell you something. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing a lot of that junk out there. Let's listen to the word of God. God's equipped this church to be victorious. We're going to walk, amen, as victorious people. We're not going to walk around depressed and down and out and in mully grubs all the time. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. We're going to put things in these little babies' hearts and minds and spirit. Amen. That they get hard for the Holy Ghost. They get his eye on live for God. I want to feel his presence. I want to be touched by him. I want to know what it is. Amen. And what it's like. Hey, you got to create your. I'm going to tell you something. This is not another church. This is not enough church. You got to create in your own house a church. My wife started off talking about Bobby Pickens, a blowout. alcoholic and he was before he went to bed almost every night he'd lay on his nightstand in case he woke up about 3 o'clock This, that's not a strange thing. And I'm talking about the Holy Ghost now, not in the beer. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. It's really not a strange thing in America if we could pull back the curtain. Pull back a few years. Three and four o'clock in the morning. Right. Maybe one or two o'clock in the day even. Right. You'd hear somebody praying. Come on. <laughs> hear somebody calling on God. <laughs> It'd blow some of our minds now. In fact, if I got up there in that hardware store and got to really act and got to dance and shout and speaking in tongues, amen, you know what happened? First card for coming out, he stick his head and go back and dial 911. Hey, I think Brother Moore's lost it. I think he's got on something. I think somebody slipped him something. He did. He didn't slip it to me. He gave it to me. It's called the Holy Ghost. Or could it be that when he sticks his head in, he'll feel something? Hey, hey, I, I never felt this before. I hear something I had never heard before. I feel, I feel, I feel a ring. I feel a touch. I, hey, there's something I feel. I'm telling you, it's a, God didn't do this in a corner, and He don't expect the church to get backed up in a corner. Did you hear me? God didn't do it in a corner. And he don't want the church to get backed up in a corner. We're not ashamed of who we are, even on this place tonight, as God pours His Spirit out upon all flesh. 
They're going to sing. Let's love God. Let's pray about this. I'm serious about that. God just move. Amen. And, and on our behalf and working against this. We're not going to, I'm going to tell you one thing. You're not going to get it if you don't ask for it. Not going to get it. Got to ask. Praise God. <laughs> Got to ask. Anybody ever ask your daddy or mama? You remember them teenage years? <laughs> Always <laughs> done this and done that. You know, you try to butter up to them. You try. <laughs> they weren't crazy. <laughs> they knew what was coming. <laughs> Praise God, but it helped. It helped. You know what? You humble yourself. We'll humble ourselves. We'll come together. If we'll just unite somehow, God, if you'll help us unite. You'll help us bond together. I'm telling you, they can be an army. A mighty army. Praise God. Can we sing about a mighty army? Mm -hmm. Take up your weapons and flee, Satan. Oh, that is. All right. Help us out. Come on, drummer. I know it. I bless you, man. Holy Ghost, fall on him. <laughs> Love him, appreciate him. Amen. Other singers, come on, don't come. Hallelujah. I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord. We ain't asking him. Up your weapons and flee. close with this. If God can use leopards outside of a city that was going to die that made up their minds that let's go to the enemy's camp. 
They didn't have the first weapon. Full of leprosy. But when God got through. The enemy was running so fast. They was pulling their armor off. And leaving it behind. And left their tents full of food. And everything. That's the same God we're serving tonight. He'll fight our battles. He'll fight our battles. How long has it been since maybe one day you got up and man, you just felt yucky and just like a, you, you just, you're like, devil, you just trying to, and all of a sudden you say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, devil. You get your hands off of me right now. I'll put you under my feet. Now. Say, hey, I mean, immediately starting to. But Jesus Christ gave us that authority. But if you don't ever use it, if you don't ever activate it, if you don't ever put it into action, what good is it? Love you. Appreciate you tonight. So thankful for you. Continue to pray for all these and loved ones and different things that's going on. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? Any complaints? All right. God bless you. Appreciate you. Just a second. We're going to pray. Sister Savannah wants to stand in for Haley. Make sure that test comes through tomorrow. Yes, sir. Let's pray for all of them. Because if I'm not mistaken, they're all had to be tested again. Because it's when that 48 hour window that they got to stay in. Okay? So pray for them. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.